You know what I was thinking to myself? Yeah, but I can't say it on air. True. The other thing I was thinking <laughs> was, it's about time we review a short film. It's about time we... <laughs> It's about time we do, you know, just like a, a nice, brief, little right short story film. Yeah. So, so I'm happy to be here. I'm. It you still know, counts as a film. No film is too short. I mean, right? No, no, no film is too big. No film is too small. The movie men will review them all. Nice, dude. Did you just yeah, come right? up with that? I just, yeah, I just. That's. I wasn't. I wasn't going to finish it, but then inspiration <laughs> struck and i was like oh i yeah i'll just go for it nice so you did yeah. the right thing um so before we go any further before we say absolutely anything mm -hmm. if you're listening to this episode and you're not in the car or you're not you know if you're somewhere that you can just like sit and listen to the episode with a phone or a tablet or something in front of you then down below in the show notes, clearly labeled bingo, is Movie Men Bingo. Um, and here's what you do. You open it up, you and you play bingo. There's So each, each one of the squares will have something um, on it that may occur at some point during the show. Either we reference something or someone does a certain thing. Um, and just like regular bingo, if it happens, you, you give yourself a little X or a little marker. And if you get bingo, you get bingo. So, I don't know. It's exciting. Nice. I'm going to do it. Yeah, heck yeah. I'm, I'm, do except, I'm, I'm doing it right uh, now. Uh, wow. That's, <laughs> that seems... I don't know, I don't know how that works. Mm. Uh, it seems like you could cheat and just mm. intentionally do mm. things to give yourself a bingo. No. No? Okay. No. Um... So, uh, 20, 2005. 20, 20, 25. 20. Because hmm. zeros don't count for anything. 2, two 5 is hmm. where we are. Or 2005. 2005. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, 2021. We're just trucking right along. We already did, uh, <laughs> you know... On on my bucket list of films that we need to do for 2021, uh, I've stroked off uh, a Spanish film. Um, yep. And now uh, the next one, on, coincidentally, the next one on the list is a is a 12 and a half hour long movie about a big <laughs> ape. Um, so, so listen here, listen. <laughs> okay. Uh, obviously, welcome to the show. 2005 we did a vote i'm i'm so having trouble reading where you're coming from right now because you messaged me when this vote was going off and you said i hope kong wins and i but don't I know what that means why. i don't know if that means you love it or i don't know if you mean you hate it well i guess we're gonna figure that out we're gonna here. figure that out uno momento yeah. um <laughs> yeah, so, um, uh, listen, if you're new to the show, spoilers are ahead. Obviously, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about the 2005 Peter Jackson King Kong movie as if you were had just sat down and watched it with us. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you haven't seen it uh, and you care about spoilers, then, you know, maybe download this and, and come back to it, you know, tomorrow after you watch <laughs> King Kong. Hmm. Yeah. 
So, should we do this? Let's let's do it. And, and the Have one thing trivia? I'll say, we oh man, just oh I'm so I've been looking forward to this trivia all day long. Um, I've got one question for you, just one. Okay. And yep. I'm gonna lead it up, like leading up to that question. There are just so many things I kind of nerded out on the trivia this week that I just want to share with you. They would be kind of tacky to ask as a question, so I'm just gonna lay down some stuff. Say, hey, this is interesting. I want to share it with you and the listener. And then it'll finish with one question that I ask you. So, um, one, to no surprise, and you kind of alluded to this, this film is super long. And apparently, it was only intended originally to be a little over two hours. And Peter Jackson just kept tacking on and on. And eventually, it grew to be over three hours. And different Universal executives literally flew to New Zealand where they were shooting to watch a cut and be like, listen... What's going on? And and then they ultimately liked it, and their concerns were addressed, so nothing changed. But I thought that was interesting. Mm. Um, some other facet of this that I'm fascinated by is the film had a heavy budget to begin with, $150 million. Uh, and then it ballooned to $207 million, which at the time was record-breaking. And it actually even received a subsidy, or sorry, subsidy of $34 million from New Zealand. And at that huh. point, it was one of the most expensive films ever made. And um, a lot of it was just because the film was so long and they needed a lot of effects and a lot of things kind of created. So, I mean, you keep There's adding things on. There's a lot of visual effect shots in this movie. A, a, so many. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense logically. Like, hey, if you have a three-hour film and it keeps getting longer, the, the price is going to go up. So it was a, a record trendsetter at the time. This mm. one blew my socks off. Okay. Seven weeks before the film opened, seven weeks, Peter Jackson decided to pull uh, kind of an audible he decided to change composers for the film. So Good it was Lord. originally Howard Shore, the same composer who did Lord of the Rings. But seven weeks prior, he switched to James Newton Howard. The wild thing is, Shore, the guy who he canned and decided not to go with, he still appears as the conductor in the New York theater at the end of the film. But obviously... Okay. Yeah, so he was obviously planned to be a cameo when he was originally intended to score the film, but then after filming, Peter Jackson decided to part ways, but it's too late to... And honestly, aside from that scene, like aside from the stage production scene, I can't say that any of the music jumps out at me in this movie. It's... I can't say that I'm ever like gripped by the soundtrack. Ooh, I it definitely loved the soundtrack. I find it just as a fascinating kind of tidbit, just what went down that these two worked so well on Lord of the Rings together that literally at the last minute, Peter Jackson said, screw it, you're gone. I'm going with someone like with literally just minutes to spare. Well, because he saw he saw the the first edit, right? And they they land on the island. They they get to the island mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you can see the giant wall and the mm. fog and right. the, the the carvings in stone of all the skulls and creatures <laughs> and monsters. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> and, and Peter Jackson was like, okay, listen, not only have we used that before, I don't know tonally 
if it's um, <laughs> if it's what we're looking for. So creative differences. True enough. Um, Andy Circus had to go through two hours of motion capture makeup every day before filming for the role of Kong, um, which is wild. Um, but obviously, he played two different roles in far, this film. Far let far less makeup to play Lumpy though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, far less. To, to a degree, maybe. I don't know. To a degree. Um, okay, so here's here's my final question for you. Um, so in the '90s, uh, Peter Jackson actually attempted and did some early efforts on a King Kong film. And in the early '90s, he did some legwork, some groundwork, and ultimately it didn't end up going through. Obviously, in the '90s. Um, there was just some technical contractual issues. It didn't go through with an, uh, you know, a studio, but, uh, he was working on it and he turned down another film and it was another primate film. And I want you to name the primate film that he turned down to direct in favor of King Kong. And then he eventually turned that, you know, that didn't turn out at the time and he went into Lord of the Rings. But what other primate film did he turn down at that time? I mean, it's got to be Planet of the Apes just because I like, I don't know. I don't know any other primate films. It's actually The Matrix. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it no, was... It, uh, it's Planet of the Apes. It is absolutely Planet of the Apes, which I'm assuming... So that's the one that Tim Burton interest, picked up then. Which is, yeah, Tim Burton, so I'm assuming that kind of catches your attention. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it. I haven't oh, seen really? the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Okay. I've heard not good things. I mean, I'll probably watch it eventually. Sure. Um, I've really only ever seen the new ones. Oh, um, okay. Which again, Andy Serkis. Like, good Lord, Andy Serkis. Um, <laughs> is he in that? He plays Caesar. No. Yeah, he did all the motion capture for Caesar. Yeah. Oh. In all, all three new ape movies. Oh yeah. um, no, but not in, but not in the Tim Burton one, right? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. In the sorry. in the new ones, I've only yes. so I sorry, I've only gotcha. seen the new ones. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, so that's the only one I've seen. I'll probably eventually get around to it. It's just from what I've seen, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know mm. if it interests me. Yeah. Because even that, like, even that's set. Like, the whole new series is a prequel. Sure. Essentially. Yeah. Right? Because we never, we never no. catch up to where no. there's humans coming to the planet and yep. it's yep. overthrown by monkeys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, cool. he said no to Planet of the Apes. I found that fascinating, just that he had ties to kind of, that's a classic film, Planet of the Apes, as is the original King Kong. So I thought there was a bit of a connection there. And um, of note, he also, like, while he was working on King Kong in the 90s, he kind of jumped camps to different places to kind of, you know, reel some people in to see if they were interested in performing in his movie. And apparently he made a trip out to the set of Titanic to talk to Kate Winslet. So... If you believe uh, that, if you believe that gossip, that maybe almost happened in another universe. Who knows? I believe all gossip, especially as it relates to James Cameron's Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about the movie. That um, although it thoroughly lays out the advantageous uh, box office return if your film has bosoms in it, actually has no boobies. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Which would make Jack Black quite happy because he thinks yes. that, you know, you low life, <laughs> tasteless hack. <laughs> Uh, such a great it's it's let i just uh, okay i'm gonna start this conversation off by saying Mm -hmm. so nice to see jack black in what is basically a non-comedic role yes uh, yep like he's got some he's got some funny moments yep but he's but it's it's not a comedy and his character is not a funny character no you know and so that's that's pleasant it's nice because I think you get to see Jack you get to see Jack Black's acting chops in a way that you maybe don't normally otherwise see. Sure, and you know, I'm not the most well-versed Jack Black um enthusiast. No, I mean you've seen so School I, of Rock. Yeah, so I can't really think of any other uh things that he's done his, in his career that I go, yeah, like Jack Black. So this is a film that he really gets to kind of flex his muscle as an actor and not yeah, just kind of the shine. same one-trick pony, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm also really excited to be doing a Peter Jackson film, finally. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's actually true. We have not. Because I don't think done. we have. No. No. Um, which is interesting because uh, it's something... Uh, watching Peter Jackson's career, um, you know, I find really interesting without fail. So, like, if you go back and you watch behind the scenes footage of Lord of the Rings. Like if you if you deep dive into the extended edition Blu-ray special features. Oh sure. Yep. Peter Jackson Jackson? Peter Jackson. That's Sean Connery's <laughs> doing this one. Hey, uh, Peter the Jackson is um is a is a heavier set guy. He's got he's got a belly mm. to him. He's a yep. you know he's a, yep. a probably an an extra large t-shirt sure um which is fine which is fine which is which is fine and then uh he he quits filming he's done filming those movies um and you see him do some interviews in like the in-between years for like the adventures of tintin and stuff right he's like he's like skin and bones yeah like you can barely recognize the guy you're like holy moly this guy's <laughs> this, this is not the same guy he almost looks sick here although i guess technically he's healthy he just yeah like it's just it's just bizarre to see um and then you watch the behind the scenes of the hobbit movies and he's huge again and so I don't know, like, I haven't, I haven't watched the behind the scenes of any other Peter Jackson movies. Like, I don't sure. know if this is just a when he's making movies. Like, I don't know what his weight gain or loss was like during King Kong. <laughs> um, but I've just always found it so fascinating that like, is it stress? Is it, mm. is it a, is it a, a commentary on the type of food that is typically readily available at movie sets? Sure. Is it... Like, what is it that, you know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know of any other director in Hollywood off the top of my head who would have the same affliction. Sure. Um, But yeah, so I've just always, that's something I've always thought about Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, Mm. the guy who's really, really big when he's (laughs) making a really long movie. Right. Or when he's, when he's neck deep in a trilogy, (laughs) you know, packs on the pounds. Yeah. But yeah. So King Kong. Yeah. It's been done many times. Yes. This is the only King Kong I've seen. I haven't even I haven't watched Kong Skull Island. 
Although I've we were talking about it. Yes. Um, and I was I'm thinking I will watch it. Sure. Uh, I also haven't I also haven't seen the the two newest Godzilla movies. So oh, sure. and if 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 I'm going to if we're going to do anything with Godzilla versus Kong when it comes out in a couple of months, mm-hmm. um, then then I I'm you know then I got to see the rest. I got to get myself primed right. and, and get all I got to get caught up. I need all the background info. So yeah. and I watched the trailer for Kong Skull Island last night. Okay. And yeah, like yeah. Tom, Tom Hiddleston and like Brie Larson, um, Brie Larson yeah. and John Goodman. And Isn't Sam Jackson? Like, um, maybe it's that's been not. It's been a while. It's not popping out to me as, but um, but yeah, I was like, oh, I'd watch this. It's a much different take from from what I could see from the trailers, like just tonally and everything. It seemed much different. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, I, I'll watch this. So, anyways, uh, yeah, Peter Jackson's King Kong is the only King Kong movie I've ever seen. Nice. And a fun piece of King Kong trivia for you. Ooh. Was the movie that was playing on a TV, not like in the theater, but mm. was the movie that was playing on a t- on a I guess it was a probably a DVD. Mm. When I had my first kiss. Whoa. So King Kong's got um <laughs> yeah, it's got some this movie's it has some history with me. Ooh, man. Yeah. That is, that's spicy. Boy. Yeah. So you also wanted King Kong to win. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And why is that? Um, you know, I, so I'm like you, I've never seen any of the originals. I have seen Skull, no, Kong, Kong Skull, Skull Island. Island. Yeah. I, I went for yeah. that for strictly the Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston component um, and Sam Jackson. I looked it up. He is in it. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen Kong Skull. Sorry, King Kong. Uh, dozens of times now. I I don't know if it's. A, I don't think it's in my top ten. If I were to refurbish my top ten, but I feel like it's probably in the overflow. I I have seen it, and I have I have no interest in the concept of King Kong as far as um, the original films that it's based off of or the concept of King Kong. I you know I'm just. I'm just not there. That's not my thing. And I remember the first time I was in a group that I watched King Kong, pretty close to its release, maybe a couple years after it came out in 05. And I was so bummed. I was not into watching it. The group kind of spoke and said, this is what we're watching. I was not there. I was not in for it. I was um, I was a little intrigued when they said, but it's directed by Peter Jackson. And I said, oh, all right, well, we'll give it a try. Okay. And um, yeah. I, to be told that this is this is like he came directly off of Return of the King, yeah, and then yeah. came over and did this, yeah. So you, it's enough to raise your eyebrow. Give it a chance. I did give it a chance, and I, I adored it then. I've watched it so many times since, and uh, we'll get into why. But I, I do adore this film. It has some flaws, like any other film. It's not perfect, um, but I think what it adds to the table. Um, and it just so happens to be related to the story of King Kong. And, um, yeah, I do, I do enjoy elements that are, are kind of weaved throughout it. So, yeah, I, I, Which, I appreciate and I enjoy this film. And as a side note, th- so did, obviously, so did the audience because 
they voted for it to win. But this was sure. another example, Pan's Labyrinth. It happened last week, too. The Patreon votes blew this vote out of the water. Like, I mean, oh, sure. blew it. This this was a clear first place by almost two or three times. So now, we are, we are not ha- alone. You, ha- you have to think that, like, you know, I wonder... I wonder if some of the reasons that he was like, like, what did Peter Jackson do before Lord of the Rings? Uh, Does he have any like huge credits? I, I want to look that up because I feel like I should know that and I am clueless. I do not know. So, Like, I wonder if part of the issue with him getting a, a, a King Kong movie up and running was that there was there was a little bit of a Peter Who in people's mouths. Sure. Um, and I almost wonder if, like, clearly you would think coming off of Lord of the Rings, um, people were more like, yes, sir, Mr. Jackson, right this way, Mr. Jackson. Like, Well, even, like, and you're well aware of this, but even with him getting Lord of the Rings off the ground, like, it wasn't a, hey, yeah, here's our money, take it, do with it what you will. No. It was like a, hey, the, this company said no, this company that s- said no, our options are dwindling down, we'll have to make it well, whatever they say. because, like, the yeah. Lord of the Rings movies re- did a obviously, did a lot in the way of repopularizing, like, Tolkien's fan, lo- like, it, Tolkien's lore had kind of faded a bit as far as, like... Sure public interest and popularity and stuff like that um Mm. and so yeah so you know peter jackson was probably like okay i you know massive film trilogy i need this this many million hundreds of millions of dollars uh and i'm going to do it for a property that you know not a lot of people are all that interested in Mm. um and so yeah so that probably that was like, yeah, what a struggle that would be. But I would think that, like, you know, you come off Lord of the Rings, and basically whatever you want to do, they're going to give you the money to do it. Oh yeah, and you know, so I I did a quick search. Nothing prior to Lord of the Rings do I recognize. So, it, okay, there, yeah. there so wasn't really anything that I recognized to his name prior he, to that. He had some experience, but he wasn't oh, a big he, name director. Oh, I'm looking. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There were projects, but not um, household name projects. Um, right. Okay. The, I, listen, when I finished King Kong, and I really kind of thought this at the time, and I probably still do to a certain degree, when I finished King Kong... I thought if there was such a thing as a Hall of Fame for directors, Peter Jackson should be inducted first round. Because, like you said, when you bring back Lord of the Rings to pop culture reference and or pop culture notoriety, like it's back in relevant conversations and you, like you do such a brilliant job bringing it to life. And you do the same with King Kong, which you know, prior to this, there really weren't any renditions that I have been interested in watching. And, uh, you know, when you, you bring such, I'll call King Kong and Lord of the Rings classic tales. When you bring such classic tales to modern cinema, and in my opinion, do them well, uh, it just, when you do such classic tales like this and you do them well, I just thought, hey, you've, no matter what you touch for the rest of your director career, as far as projects, 
I think you've nailed your way into being kind of in the, the upper echelon, the hall of fame of directors, just by those projects and succeeding at them alone. Even even despite the Hobbit trilogy. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Oh, man. So, where should we go from here? I don't know. Do you want to know what I think? I do. It's a great movie. Okay. And and it doesn't feel like three hours. Like, okay. because there's so much that happens and it keeps changing. Mm, um, yeah. It feels like different, dis- like different, you know, v- v- tonally very different. Oh, yeah. Segments of the film. Yep. Um, and so that goes a really long way into to making it, it it's just got great pacing right it just keeps flowing and you're like okay yeah like okay let's see what happens next and oh gosh and this is really gripping and okay now what um it is the one hour mark when we first hear him roar and mm. it is the hour and 10 mark when we first see him right um so that's i mean that in and of itself i was thinking man this is a king kong movie yes. and we're an hour and 10 minutes in before we see the damn thing <laughs> that's right? but it's but it's okay because you're like i don't know you don't you don't i you know at least i've never watching it i've never thought to myself yeah okay w- w- but just where is he like, let's just <laughs> no. get to it oh, come no. on um it's, it's an incredibly long film like there's no ways to say otherwise and i'll let you continue but i just want to like agree with you about that it has a good flow. I mean, I, I was thinking about this when I was watching it the, last night, actually. And there are some points where I go, okay, maybe just due to length, maybe there's some sections like here, we should cut this down and we could shorten this here. And when I just conceptually in my mind try and decide, okay, which scenes go on the chopping block, I always come about and just return to the answer, nah, like each of those segments that I'm thinking of chopping out actually have a purpose, whether it's to build up kind of a specific storyline with Kong or with, you know, Naomi Watts. Like, everything has a reason that's in there. So, yes, it's long, and maybe it seems a bit too long at times, but there's nothing that's super... Like, there's nothing that's just there for no reason. It's all kind of necessary for the ultimate story that Jackson is trying to tell. Yeah. If they were to come out tomorrow with a... a, You know, if, if Peter Jackson announced tomorrow... A extended cut. <laughs> and it's an extra 45 minutes. Right. What would your initial thoughts be? Listen, I don't know if... Lord of the Rings, I'm, like, not even a question. I'm watching that right now. King Kong, you know, as much as I love the film, I don't know if I need 45 more minutes. I. But would you, you would try it. I probably would. Who am I kidding? I did read that there was somewhat of a director's cut on one of the releases. I don't know if it was Blu-ray. I don't know if it was DVD. I'm not sure when. And it didn't seem that much longer. Like, it was only, like, 12 minutes or, like, 20 minutes. Like, it wasn't drastically longer. So I don't know how much was left on the cutting room floor. I think most of what he wanted stayed in the film. Well, because what I was looking at... um... I don't know if it was you I was telling this to, 
But like, so yeah, it must have been. So like, because Justice League, the Snyder mm, Cut is coming. Right, out. right, right. And and the the first the theatrical Justice League is two hours, and the right. Snyder Cut is like three and a half. There's an extra hour and a half. There's a whole another ninety minute movie. Jeez, being tacked on. That's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think this movie's great. I think um, I think I'm bewildered by the fact that this is a movie that at this point is 16 years old. That's alarming. And in many ways has better CGI than a lot of the stuff you see now. Like there's a couple of sequences and and shots that maybe didn't age super well. Of course. But, but at the same time, like there's some close-ups of Kong's face. Sure. Where you're just like, like there's no, oh yes, but if this is CGI. No, it's like, oh wow. Like that looks stunning. Like it's sure. it just the lighting and, and the way that everything's done. Um, so that, I, that I'd, always I'd gets agree. me. Cause there's, yeah, there's some scenes where there's like dinosaurs flopping on each other that I'm like, Ooh, okay. Mm, maybe has an age small. But for me, there's that brief window at the beginning that, is New York in the dirty 30s, which I'm all for. Like, I drunk every ounce of it. And to me, those sequences aged so well. Like, they did not stick out oh, like a sore thumb. They were beautiful. No, stunning. Beautiful. Um, the scariest part of this movie by far is not the 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 gorilla. So here's... I'm, I'm curious where you're going to go with this. Please continue. I think from a... Okay, so I think there's two really terrifying things. Okay. One from a suspense, make you okay. uneasy standpoint okay. yep. is when they first interact with the natives. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it's just terrifying. It's just oh, like... Yeah. it's It's the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. Um, and then the other, which okay. even I was like, oh, gosh. Like, I'm never... I never going into it. I always know that like this one sequence is like really awful, mm-hmm. and I never, I'm never as equipped for it as I think I am. But anything in this movie involving insects, giant insects, yes, yep. oh my gosh, mm-hmm. is traumatizing. Like enough that at times I'm like wincing away from the screen a little bit. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, yeah, I, I think it's an amazing retelling of a story that I've never told heard told any other time. <laughs> sure. Um, I think the cast is great. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the length is fine, honestly. Sure. I think, uh, I think Kong's MVP moment is when he bites off the tongue of that T-Rex crushes his jaw and then like plays with the jaw for a bit just to like ensure he's dead or something i don't know right um to which so that, to that so i've always watched amazing. that scene and i thought okay that's just kind of modern interpretation of violence and depiction of animals fighting but again i've never watched the original film from 1933 or any of the originals but there is apparently there's some significance to that kind of choreographed fight scene where he like flops around with the jaw and the tongue apparently that is like replicating 
one of the oh, old it's like original. an homage to yeah, yeah okay. like that is it wasn't just random like apparently there's significance to that so for what right. it's worth that's cool that's cool um yeah i don't you know I, like we can deep dive into a couple of things but just sort I've, of general I've got a list over, uh, general yeah. overarching topics i yeah. don't think there's much else there's some there's some great lines in this movie Mm. Um, yeah, y- you know, obviously, Twas Beauty who killed the beast. Um, which, so apparently, um, Peter Jackson reached out to the original actor who played Anne Darrow in the 1933 version, apparently, and at first she said hell no, and apparently she was kind of warming up to the idea to deliver that line at the end of the film. But unfortunately, she passed away prior to the film uh, oh. being filmed. So then uh, uh, the line was given to Jack Black's character. But there, that sucks. there was potential to have someone significant to the original film, apparently. I, I haven't even looked Speaking... that up, so I'm not sure if the timeline works out or if that's just gossip. Because that, when I'm doing the math in my head, like 2005 to 1933, and I'm sure the actor would have been like 20 or 30 at the time. Anyway. Yeah, eh, possible. I'd like to believe um, it's true. Speaking of that scene, there's no way that Jack Black's character, there's no way Carl Denham could just like <laughs> turn around and walk away from that scene. Right? That guy's getting indicted. Like, <laughs> he's got so much blood on his hands. Oh my god. So gosh. much blood on his hands. There's no oh. way he's just like saying a quirpy line and then friggin' Dick Tracying his way. <laughs> out of this situation <laughs> there's no way I've never thought about that aspect but you're probably not wrong and then the other thing that I was thinking about while watching this when they first arrive on Skull Island I was like man okay. I'd love to like read like some manuscripts or like or see a prequel movie that's like because I just have so many que- like who is this monkey hmm. like w- w- where did Kong come from Sure. And and what is the history of this island? Oh, like, yes. Like, w- what is the yes. story of Skull Island? And I'm yes. like, because I'm watching it and I'm thinking, like, as there's all these gigantic carved pillars that are yes. seemingly out in the middle of the ocean, I'm like, sure. what? How? How? What is all of this? Like, who did this and why? Yeah, well- And And even throughout the island, there's all these kind of abandoned, I don't know if you want to call them pyramids or temples, but all all these structures that are just overgrown with vines and wildlife. And I also want to know the genesis of like who, yeah, the history, who lived here, how long, you know, how did they interact with the wildlife to what degree? Were they eventually overrun by the animals on the island and they're pushed onto the coast and that's why they're cannibals because they can't live on the island without getting eaten like what what where and who and just yeah the history i agree with you i i love just watching all these scenes of like the triceratops drinking from the river and in the backdrop there's all this abandoned civilization and i don't know and i'm i'm curious enough that like i would i you know give me like i said give it to me in book form i'd i would read about mm, this yeah Right, I oh, I don't yeah. need a movie to just lay it out for me in two hours. Like I would I would read sure. about this because I think what it's about really a, fascinating. Like a ten part miniseries, uh, like a like a HBO series or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. 
Okay. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool. I'd watch that. <laughs> but I would but I would want see, but here's the here's the cat the caveat. Sure. I would want it to be this is the origin of Peter Jackson's Skull Island. Yes, yes. Like like don't like don't give me something where I'm watching the series and then I'm thinking to myself that's never like I you know like if there's all sorts of things happening and it doesn't look like or feel like or make any sense with what I saw in in Peter Jackson's King Kong, then I'm going to be I'm going to find it really jarring. Please, I agree. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, okay. Unpack some stuff. Okay. Uh, so you you mentioned how it's very segmented, and that's something that's always stuck out to me. I have to agree. I have to mirror with. To me, it's kind of like a first third, and then there's a, the other two thirds of the film. And they're very distinct from each other. So the first third, to me, is just a complete character study. It's almost a drama to a degree. You, you have, which I love this aspect. There's the lore and the mystery around the island. There's this long lost map. We see this ancient civilization. Jack Black says, like, oh, no one's lived here for centuries. And just because of the film's length, you, like you said, you don't hear the first roar for almost an hour into the film. And so you get about like a third of the way through this film and you remember, oh, yeah, like I forgot about all these things that we've delved into. This is actually about King Kong and we just haven't this got there a King there Kong yet. movie. Yeah, yeah, like, I I remember the first time I thought about that, or the first time I watched this film, I forgot a third of the way through. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're I guess King Kong has to make a cameo at some point. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the other two-thirds, really, then the action kind of picks up. Um, the developed characters then are now pursuing various story elements driven around King Kong. So, uh, uh, you know, I would I'd probably prefer the first third of the film more than the second two thirds, but it all blends together well, and I all I appreciate all all aspects of it. Um, question to you: At one point, I mean, this kind of has like a Saving Private Ryan feel to it. In this circumstance, like at at one point, do you say too many people have died, and you just have to cut your losses and say we can't rescue Anne? I mean, with the exception of, um. Jack, like Jack Driscoll, yeah, Adrian Brody's character. Sure, uh, everyone makes that decision pretty early on. Like Skipper, <laughs> right. very quickly is like, "F yeah. this," <laughs> um, and everyone else kind of quickly gets on board with that as well, <laughs> sure. including Carl Denham. Right, but it's Jack Disc- Driscoll who's like, right, you know, yeah, a little obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> For a woman that he just met, like, literally, literally 36 hours ago. Right. So, There's, I mean, which, yeah. I mean, is either way, it's just, like, very chivalrous. So, it's, like, it's it's fantastic that, like, no one's, you know, no one's left behind. But, I mean, we're now leaving dozens of corpses behind so that this one woman isn't left behind, which means it's clearly a love thing. Because, like, I mean, that's the other thing. He's known her for, like... 24 hours before he starts writing a play for her. Which, I, listen. Keep it in your continue, pants, man. No, listen, continue the point when I'm done here. But, you know, let he who has not written a stage comedy f- to show romantic affections towards someone cast the first stone. I mean, you're going to tell me you've never done that? Not after 24 hours. Okay, that's true. At least give it 48. 
you know, and, and it's very presumptuous. Like, he's writing this so that she can star in it. Like... Oh, yeah. You really haven't had conversations with each other. You don't know if this is what she wants. <laughs> it's. You presumptuous so, dick. Like. You know, something that I kind of was thinking about when I watched it this time was just honing in on their relationship. And there's a huge shift because it starts off, she is enamored with him. And then it, oh, really, yeah. f- it really flips to then he is just strongly pursuing her. And she's kind of. You know, she's, she's rejecting him fierce. She's like, she's lis- I, she's, I, it's not she's obvious lis- to me. Yeah, she's listening, but she's also kind of like, okay, let's just, let's just take it easy. Like, and so I'm just wondering, like, by the end of the film, where does their relationship stand? Because I don't mean this in a, in a slight or anything, but she has more of an emotional connection with the beast than almost uh, Mr. Driscoll. So, I mean... Is it? A, I think it's a very one-sided relationship. I don't even know if they have. Oh, totally. A, any, if anything is going forward at all, I don't. Th- if if Adrian Brody's character was shot down from the Empire State <laughs> Building, I don't think she would have cried the way she did. Right. <laughs> oh man. Dang. And I think it would have made for a better film. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. Um, no, yeah, he's 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 enamored with her very, very, very quickly. Very um, quickly, and way too strong. My goodness. And the weird thing, like Mike, the sound guy, like yep. Adrian Brody's got not your your stereotypical Hollywood heartthrob look to him, right? He's no. got like a larger, he's got a bigger nose, and yep. and just kind of his own sure. look, sort mm. of a sort of an everyday real man what people actually look like look yeah. instead of the air, airbrushed Hollywood look. Yes, um, sure. Yeah. And Mike, the sound guy, there's maybe a lit like on the spectrum is maybe a little more of the like stereotypical good looking sound guy, but mm-hmm. or like Hollywood guy. But like at the same time, he's a little baby faced and kind of pudgy for, <laughs> for the Hollywood stereotypical look. Mm. Um, unlike whatever the, Whoever plays our 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 douchebag Hollywood action star in this movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, right? Whereas he's got that rugged, you know, on the jar, the pick face on the jar of hair pomade kind of mm. face to him. Um, but she's like, she's like really taken back by Mike. Like when she first, when she thinks that that's Jack Driscoll, she's like, oh, she's like blushing. She's like, oh my, he's. He's so much more attractive than he looked like in his picture, and he's like, "Oh man, like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, oh, I'm having a hot flash." And then now, she realizes, think, yeah. But I think part of that is also him. just build, building it up or kind of putting it on a little bit, just because she loves this man's writing so much that she's just kind of throwing herself at him to a degree. Here's a question. Here's, here's assuming here's assuming a that and it was kind of misguided affection. Here's a curveball. Yeah, yeah. There's the, the scene when Anne meets Jack in the hallway of the ship. Okay. And he comments on her having good sea legs. Oh, yeah. So awkward. He's clearly coming back from showering and shaving. Okay. Right? Because he's got a shirt off. He's got a towel sort of slung over his shoulders. Sure. What if she's coming back from Mike the Sound Guy's cabin? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Uh, but I, we don't know that. I'm almost certain. 
<laughs> and he's the first guy to die, so there's really no, like, <laughs> we'll never know. And she but, screams when it happens. She screams <laughs> something fierce. She's standing is, right there. That is more out of shock and terror than I love this man. I am telling oh, I don't think she, him. I, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Sorry. I she think just met him. I don't think she loves him. I think they just, you know, did the no, nasty on a boat in no. the 30s. I think it was shock and terror saying, I am terrified that there are murderers approaching us then... I had intercourse with this man. Oh, no. Well, you have your fan theories, and I have mine. <laughs> um, logistical question here. I know the okay. movie is super long, already past three hours, but something yep. that I feel I just want to know, and I, like, I know it slows the tempo of the film, so it can't be in the film, but I honestly think needs explaining. How in the name more? of insert blank whatever you want to say how from a practicality perspective do you get a drugged sedated kong uh, yeah. back to new york like how do you get him a off the shore and onto the ship how yeah. how like what's the whole process with keeping him sedated without killing him or without him waking up and throwing 12 people off the side of the ship how do yeah, you I load him off cuz it's not a big it's you know even it's if you ship. do have the manpower to like drag him, it's not a big yeah. boat. Well, and by that time, like a third of your crew is dead. So you just you're... drape him over the boat. Like he's just kind of draped over the boat. But like, do you have someone twenty four seven just rubbing a chloroform rag on his face? Like, I don't know, man. I don't I mean, know. I, know, I, I I'm I being, thought of that. I'm being super silly. Like, I, I it's not a huge plot point that no, I want to no, know, I but I also no, but I think want it is. Know. Like, I think it is because like not only how, how do you do it, but how do you do it in the thirties? Like, yeah. it's not even like, okay, we airlifted this friggin' monkey out of here. <laughs> right. Although, I mean... Like, I think once you get to the New York Harbor, you're fine because you can use a crane, you can call in more manpower. It's on that island. Like, you can't bring the boat closer, you're going to get marooned. Okay. You can't put so him... We, like, don't, we, don't, we don't know that he came back on that boat. Mm. Right? Like, from the time that... From the time we see the monkey drugged, to the time that we like months have sure. passed. Yeah, that's it's winter months time. And yeah. Months and months. It's like yep. eight months or something have, has passed. Sure, a few. And so you know, yeah, you leave a guy behind to keep dosing <laughs> Mighty Joe Young, and you <laughs> you draw straws and one sucker leaves behind. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, yeah. Fair man, well, I mean, Jimmy just wants to be a part of the team. And no, don't leave Jimmy. He just lost his mentor. He cannot stay alone. And you... No, actually, no, no, no. I'm calling bullcap. No, no, no. You can't leave a man behind. Those cannibals will come kill you. Uh, there was... Unless like, they don't, was, like, know about that cave or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they do, yeah. Okay. Unless they're afraid of Kong, I guess. Yeah. Dore Kong. Um... Are they literally? Yeah. I think they're saying Donkey Kong. I honestly, Donkey Kong. That, that's my fan theory of the day. Yeah. Uh. Um. Yeah. No. I. That. Yeah. That's a. That's a plot point that that kind of yeah. got me. The other thing yeah. I was interested in is like, with two things. One is like, don't worry, this is completely safe. Those chains are made of titanium chrome or something. Oh yeah. Chrome steel, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but, but like. <laughs> The part, the part that failed right. is not the part I expected to fail. 
No, exactly. What the shit are those chains attached to? The, <laughs> exactly. Like, at yeah. best, they're attached to the wooden floor. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, okay, so here's a question. Sure. And I mean, maybe this is like, this is me just being ignorant, but like with animal activist rights and like all this stuff, is it really such a, like, would it be that frowned upon in the thirties to be poaching animals using chloroform? Like they make this big thing about like Skipper some douchebag cause he's using chloroform. And I'm like, this is, this is the 1930s, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, like at this point, I don't think there's even a ban on like killing elephants for their ivory. Like. You know, the gloves are kind of off when it comes to cruelty. So I think, yeah, I mean, this is probably an example of a modern day issue being depicted in a prior time. So I think animal cruelty, cruelty is definitely more of a, 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 there's more awareness around it today. So yeah, maybe not historically probably. accurate. It's probably not that. But it's just like, yeah, it's like, oh, I told you to put the, I told you <laughs> to put away the yeah. chloroform. And I'm like, so what? Who cares? <laughs> Good on you. Like so what? Skipper's gotta uh, eat. Like you know, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm if I'm a, a like a sea dog in the 1930s, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> drugging the hippo. It comes with I the territory. You in know the what? Ship. Like, let's put it in perspective. It's probably like the 14th worst thing they do at sea. Let's be honest. There's exactly. probably way worse things going on. There's no way they're not also pirates. Really, there's no way they're not also like robbing people at sea. Sure. Yeah. So whatever. And whatever. eating lamb's brains and walnut sauce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which which will be, Pete and I have been talking about uh, when we're going to do our next fundraiser live stream. Oh, and there we'll it need, is. And we'll need things to do. Yep. When we when we reach milestones, and I'm thinking lamb's brains and walnut sauce. Yeah, it's maybe like a top tier thing, but maybe, <laughs> but it works. Um, yeah, uh, you kind of mentioned on this before with the large insects. Um, two points. I you know I love the concept. Again, it goes back into the history of the island, but I do like the idea that we get to see an island that you know is undisturbed from our known ecosystem world. So we get to see kind of the the micro-evolution within each species that they're not influenced by the outside world. So everything's kind of adapted and changed um, to... It's different from what we've seen, but it's just so fascinating, just all these kind of unique and distinct differences in animals and insects. But to me, yeah, there's one scene that I find just terrifying from a, like imagining these are human beings perspective is when they're down trapped it like rats in that little cave or valley when all the insects are coming out and i that gets me every time it makes me uncomfortable it just bothers me um but yeah it's it's cool it's fr frightening um i want to quick run by a couple things with you uh, I kind of talked about, I like this film for what it is, and then it just happens to involve King Kong. And I love these themes about the film, and that's why I, I love this film so much, and it just happens to have King Kong. And so I'm just going to run through them kind of like a quick grocery list. You can stop me, you can agree with me, you can say, yeah, I like that too, or no, you're wrong, or I think we're talking about a different movie here. But the first is 
the innocence and purity theme, which I think is really Naomi Watts' character. Um, we get to see it kind of gradually and slowly throughout the film, but there's certain characters that just notice it immediately, like Jack Black and Kong. And there's just something innate about it that they just kind of can sense it immediately. And so yeah. I love that theme. Um, kind of related, um, just on a different scale, there's the innocence and purity of the actual island. So it's so apart from mankind, it's apart from the known world, um, but it's tainted when this group of pirates or whatever we want to call them are trying to capture Kong. Um, a big one kind of early on and it's kind of throughout, I'll call it Jack Black's character, is the darkness of mankind. So just lies, deceit, all for self-service um, and eventually the exploitation of the island. Um, exposing Kong and his lost island to the known world. And we get some pretty heavy references, um, definitely with that reference from the Heart of Darkness. So I feel like that kind of ties on that. And the last one, maybe the biggest one, because it kind of is introduced early at the diner with Jack Black and Naomi Watts, and it's literally kind of comes to a head at, in the final scene, is true love and not believing in it because it's doomed good things never last. So yeah. all these things are in this film and that's what I love about it. And this film could have been about like a, 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 you know, a McDonald's restaurant in Singapore. And if it had these themes and it was done well, I would have loved it just as much, but it just happened to be revolving around King Kong and they, they really kind of seamlessly kind of weave throughout it. And it, it's effective with me. And I, it's one of the reasons I love this film. I wouldn't dare argue with any of those points. <laughs> I am going to go out on a limb. This might be my favorite Jack Black film. Just yeah, because he that's gets to flex some muscle. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, that works. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. Okay. Uh, is there anything else? I think that's about it. I think we've really hit on everything that I wanted to. Zero to ten. I mean, Zero to ten. Okay. Oh, and Colin Hanks is in this. Yes, he is. Absolutely. The Never, spitting image of I only, I only knew, I want to say the last year and a half that I found out that was Tom Hanks' son. What? The fact yeah. that they have the same last name and face didn't... I know. Wasn't... Well, I see, okay. I didn't know his name. I, for In my defense, I didn't know his name. And he looks uh, okay. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. like Tom, but yeah. Okay, okay. Sc scale out of 10. On my scale, I gave it an 8.8. .8, so that's really good. And that means nice. it fell into the highest category. If I paid a lot of money to go see it at theaters, I would not regret spending that money. I would have enjoyed my time out. Great film. On Marshall's scale, I, I would give the first third of the film a 9 out of 10. And the second two-thirds, I give a 7. So just for simplicity, I gave it in the middle. So I gave the whole film an 8 out of 10. Cool. Yeah. What would you as, give as it? As did I. Yeah, I gave it you an gave eight. You gave it an eight. Oh. Right on the nose. Yeah. Right on. So we I think it's a great movie. Similar. I think if you haven't seen it, you're doing a disservice to yourself. Yes. Um, if there's things about it that you don't like, yeah, I won't argue with you. There's, you know. Sure. Film is subjective and I'm not passionate enough about this movie to tell you you're wrong. Mm. Um, but yeah, eight, very solid. Mm hmm Cool. Yeah. 
We didn't really talk and, about Andy Serkis. We don't need to, but it was he's he's a I love both his roles. Probably more the chef, the uh, yeah. whatever's lumpy. I think he's just he's funny, lumpy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the abominable snowman. The ab- there's only one thing that could leave tracks like this. <laughs> the abominable snowman. Oh uh, yeah. And so, what did you watch this week? Trying to remember. I believe it was just one film. Okay. I think. I'm just doing a count. Count of my toes. Yeah, I think it was just the one. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a film that has a lot of reputation and opinions around it. Uh, some consider it the best film ever made. Some might not. I wouldn't go that far, but I do enjoy it. It's a, fa- it's a personal... I don't know if I'd even say a favorite of mine, but I appreciate it, is what I'm trying to say. I watched the 1941 Citizen Kane. Um, Ooh. The Orson Welles film. He kind of yeah. was the Tommy Wiseau before the Tommy Wiseau, where he, you know, yeah. was the lead actor, the director, co-wrote it. Except it's, you know, not awful. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I watched it. It's fascinating. You know, it's one of those films that you go, okay... Yeah, that's not that special. I've seen this before. I've seen that before. And then you remember, ooh, like this was literally 80 years ago. So anything that you've seen technically came after it, even though if you haven't seen it yet. So it's fascinating. There are some things that I never noticed before as far as, ooh, like this influenced that film or this influenced this film. And you can see some ties. But yeah, that's what I watched this week. Definitely, definitely, if there's any film buffs there that haven't seen it, it's where, it's one of those films that I think you should watch once. You might not love it. You might not put it in your top 10 film list, but it's definitely yeah. worth a view. Fair. Yeah. How about you? What did you watch this week? Okay, so in this order. Okay. I watched Finding Nemo. Ooh. Irrational Man. Yeah. Oh. Which I'm not going to spoil for anyone. All I'm going to say is, I mean, I love Joaquin Phoenix and I adore Emma Stone. Yep. And so, how can you go wrong? Um, can, like, I've been waiting for a few months to tell you this. Is it too much yep. to say? And it's not, I'm not trying to ruin it and I don't think I am by saying this. I feel it covers some themes that it's maybe more of a PG version of what you get from joker as far as like joker you watch and you're uncomfortable and for me personally i had to shower after i watched joker and i i made a vow at the time that i'd never watch it again and that's just me some people were more comfortable with it obviously yeah but with the rational man obviously very different premise and whatnot very different just the way it challenges you as a viewer there's still like in reality you 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 break it down and you're like these things are awful but I can live with watching this film and I'm not as queasy watching it. And Yeah, kind of kind of like Nightcrawler in the sense that yes, it was like this is exactly. uncomfortable and weird, but yes. it's okay. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's just interesting cuz it's obviously both Joaquin Phoenix, so it's easy to make a direct comparison between the two films. Yeah. Now mm. I watched Mary Poppins. Ooh. Look yeah. at you go. Uh, Which I, I believe not on my top 10, but on your top 10. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I followed with um, the Tom Hanks, Emma Thompson film, Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, I still need to see that. And I watched it like like one, two, like same night, double feature. Oh, man. 
Oh, wait, I have seen was, it. Never mind. Which is Good a way call. to do it. Good call. Yeah. Uh, the next night, just to... It's my curse. It's a blessing and a curse. So the next night I watched Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, okay. That I have not seen. Awful film. Terrible. Oh, that's too bad. Couple, couple, couple good moments, but overall, sure. awful movie. Okay. Yeah. Awful. Um, uh, Singing in the Rain. You sent me some screenshots, and when I clued into what it was, I was so jealous. And I know I have no reason to be. Like, I'm a human being in a first world country, so I can watch it whenever I want. But I just haven't made a point of watching it, so I am... I'm happy Have you for not, you. You've never seen it? I've never seen it. I so want to. I just haven't done it. I watched it in a blanket fort. Pardon? I watched it in a blanket fort. I made like, a blanket out fort of, like, and watched it. Pillows inside. and stuff? Yeah, well, pillows and blankets and chairs and... Respect. Yeah. Uh, and then I finished no, this no, no, week no, no, off but by like, watching... Was it, was it good? Did Was it... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The fort or the movie? <laughs> Both, please. Both. Yeah, definitely both. Okay. Both were good. Uh, and then I, I finished it off watching one of one of the good Adam Sandler movies, in my opinion, Mr. Deeds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's so, not in the 51st Dates category, but it's a it's no. a fun, light movie. It's it's I put it in the same. That and Big Daddy are kind of the same. Sure. Good comedy type thing. Uh, so that's my weekend film. Cool. Two things. One, I think you... I don't, I don't know if you mentioned it last week, but did you not recently watch Sound of Music? Uh, yeah, did I not m- mention that last week? I don't think you did, and if you did, I just okay. missed it. So Yeah, I watched Sound of Music last... I should have reported on that last week if I didn't. Uh, yeah, Which, I watched Sound of Music. So Mary Poppins is in your top ten, Sound of Music is in mine. Mary, uh, Sound of Music, I don't know if you remember, Sound of Music is my number two. Oh, never mind. It was in both of ours, right? Yeah, yeah. Sound of Music is my second favorite film of all time. Okay. And sorry, I just keep wanting yeah. to pick your brain, so I'm just saying no, more no. things. Yeah. I keep saying like one more thing, and now it's two more things. Sure. Anyway, just of note, Mary Poppins, great film. It's Dick amazing. Van Dyke is such a good actor. Like you've, you've said this before. I'm quoting you when I say this. He was the true talent. Like He could act, sing, dance. Like He could do everything. Triple and threat, and he's he's the end of an threat. era. He's the last of his breed. And it's it's unfortunate because he's. I do appreciate his work, but I just wish he was in more. I'm greedy. Uh, he's in quite like you know, chitty I, chitty bang bang, and, uh, and the yeah. Dick Van Dyke show is an amazing I get it. show. I get it. I get it. You're not wrong, yeah. but I just wish there was more that I held more as dear as Mary Poppins. Sure, but I'm yeah. greedy. The last thing, and sorry, maybe you said this and I just was overwhelmed by you watching Irrational Man. Sorry, you liked it or not. Yeah. Yeah, good movie. Okay. Yeah. okay. If I thought it was a bad movie, I'd spoil it for people. I would say you know, <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> d- doesn't matter because you shouldn't watch it. But Did no, you like movie. it less or more than Joker? Oh, less. Yeah, I okay. don't think it's, I think, uh, you know, Joker has two things that I think elevate it. Oh, one sure. is just its t- one is its ties to DC Comics. Sure, um, sure. And the other is it's the film's just got a lot of guts. It's, it's just got it's <laughs> it, it got does. grit. Yeah, I don't I don't know so, what that's good, like that. but yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, wrap this up, dude. 
Alright, alright. Please, everyone, like, follow, subscribe. If you haven't done so already, check out the links below. Uh, leave us a like or a comment or a review. A review. We love hearing feedback from you. Um, if you're feeling so inclined, please check out the Patreon page, the merchandise page. It's a way for you to support the show, help uh, maintain the show, and help us grow. We really appreciate your support. And if you're not at that level of support, no worries. Just please... Uh, or not even please thank you for listening is what I meant to say uh, but please do check out the link below for bingo and if you are a yeah. patreon supporter check out uh, there'll be some there are some links or some posts on our various social media pages you can enter our, our current contest where you decide what film we review in an upcoming episode so all you have to do is just comment below and say hey we want you to review cats Peter and Brady and we'll do it so if you follow us on patreon you can enter if you don't follow us on patreon for as little as a dollar a month, you can automatically be entered to join uh, by giving us a submission. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you did play bingo, let us know how you did. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>